it's my pleasure to introduce Adelaide Timbrell to Talk Economics. Thanks, Adelaide. Thank you, Mark. So when we look at the Australian economy right now, as you've already touched on, inflation and interest rates are really, really central to everything that's going on in the economy. So what we saw in the March quarter, which is the latest data for the Consumer Price Index, is that it rose 1.4% within a single quarter. And um, when we look at trimmed mean inflation, which is when you take out all the really volatile stuff, it was up 3.7% year on year, way above that 2 to 3% goal that the Reserve Bank has for uh, inflation. And so as a result, we have seen interest rates have in Australia have started to rise. A lot of people think that the Reserve Bank was pretty slow compared to other countries to start hiking rates. And when we just look at cash rate hikes, that's probably true. But the Reserve Bank also actually started its tightening cycle um, last year uh, when it ended some of its unconventional monetary policy programs. So even though um, the first cash rate hike was in May of this year, we already saw quantitative easing ending, the term funding facility and yield curve control ending. All of these things was what was making fixed rates in particular a lot cheaper than variable rates. And now we're seeing some of those increases in the cash rate start to come through as well. We think that the Reserve Bank will be pretty aggressive over the next 12 months and the uh, cash rate cycle to be over over 2% by May 2023, and then eventually getting over 3% as um, the Reserve Bank, you know, steps back, has a look and see how things are going, and then continues to raise the interest rate if things are still uh, a little bit too hot in the economy. When we look at the impacts of inflation and those impending interest rates so far, what we're seeing is that it's having a big impact on consumer confidence, but not as big of an impact on spending. So, consumer confidence is really low coming into the interest rate type cycle. Um, that's because of the cost of living. We're seeing that wages are not keeping up with inflation right now, although um, increased wage pressure means that we will see that narrative flipped sometime next year. But even though people are worried and they are seeing that their wages aren't getting them quite as far at the moment, um, particularly when we look at, you know, 6.7% increase in fruit and vegetable pricing over the year to March, 35% increase in petrol pricing over the year to March, what we're seeing is that People aren't spending more money in the retail sector or on household spending just because, you know, it takes more money to buy things. We're also seeing that volumes are lifting as well. So the amount of things that people are buying is actually lifted through to the March quarter in Australia. The pullback in spending in Australia is likely to be delayed um, because even though things are getting more expensive and people do have a reason to pull back, um, people also have huge builds up of savings in Australia. This is not just good for the household sector because it makes them less likely to go behind on their mortgages, get into arrears, pull back consumption. It's also really good for the business sector because what they have now is an opportunity to actually muddle through this high inflation and rising interest rate environment uh, in the period of time where the Reserve Bank is tightening the interest rate, but the inflation rate hasn't actually come down as a result yet. Um, they do have those spend that extra spending to fall back on because households are, on average, in really, really good shape after COVID. In fact, if COVID had never happened, we would have seen around $240 billion less of household savings compared to what we're seeing now. And not only that, but the unemployment rate is very low. It's around 50-year low, actually, at 3.9% as of April, and we think it's going to go even lower through the year. So people have a lot of savings. They're also at very low risk of losing their job and not being able to find another one. We're also seeing that business investment intentions for the next financial year are strong, even though at the time of that last survey, businesses did know those interest rates were going up. So even though there are some 
definite, you know, negative um, things coming, you know, higher cost of living at the same time as interest rates are rising, you know, that can feel like a hard landing as possible. And certainly in other countries like the US, for example, where inflation is a lot higher, the um, central bank is a lot more aggressive and there is a much higher risk of recession. In Australia, we've got strong savings, we've got a resilient household sector, we've got really low unemployment rate and we've got um, pretty confident businesses. That's all going to keep us getting through it with some economic growth through the year. When we look at the Australian dollar and how that's going to impact us as well, we are seeing it a little bit at a low point at the moment, although um, we do think that the kind of differential in rates between the Australia Australia and the US will eventually peak and then come back together, which will be a positive for the Australian dollar. And we do think that over the next 12 months, we will see the Australian dollar drifting upwards rather than downwards. And by the end of 2023, we are thinking somewhere in the top half of the 70s range there. So that'll be something that you know, makes it a little bit easier to import things, makes it a little bit harder to export things. But we're certainly not expecting that really strong commodity um, prices in globally are going to push uh, the Australian dollar anywhere near parity this time around. And that's because the Australian interest rate is going to stay below the US interest rate during this first phase of the tightening cycle.